Blog Talk Radio. baby it's been a minute but i'm back in the building and you know what that means i got it locked and loaded it's gonna be a good one and i'm back in this motherfucker let's do it okay i'm reloaded hey boy it's your man heavy-handed jay back on demand 100 grand been down with you since green eggs and ham you know how we do it bitch i'm the man bitch i'm the man bitch i'm the man yeah, 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 man. We back. I got a lot heavy ready show for you. Um, some deep topics. And you know how I do it. We going deep into something. Now, I'm going to give a disclaimer before I even start. You know how I am. All right? If you've been rocking with this by now, you know how I am. So don't be mad. You know, if you don't agree with everything I say, but uh, if you got a problem with it, this is a free forum. This is a free space for smoke. Free smoke, free smoke, hey. Free smoke, free smoke, hey. Free smoke, free smoke, hey. Just have your shit right when you come fucking with me. You got to understand that. You got to understand that. That's numero uno. But, um... We got a good show today, man. I got a locked and ready one. We're going to take a deep dive. Um, Antonio Brown, back in the news, um, did a workout for the New Orleans Saints. Odd, odd, odd. The timing of everything is just so odd with this stuff. I'm going to ask a question about Antonio Brown that I don't think has been asked. You know, we just understand that Antonio Brown isn't playing. You know, anybody ever asked why? There's been a lot of odd stuff that has came out about Antonio Brown, you know, with the Raiders fiasco, uh, the New England quick stay. You know, so so we'll, we'll, we'll get a little bit into that. Um, y'all know I owe you a, um, a NFL dive. So we'll do some quick NFL. We'll run through some NFL. And I also got to recap the Lakers losing to the Clippers. Um, you know, uh, look, man, that's a hard one to swallow for, for us in LA. You know what I'm saying? Hard one to swallow. This is new to us, and I don't like that shit at all. I don't like that shit. For sure, bro. I don't like that shit. But um, we'll get into it all, man. But um, happy belated Christmas to everyone out there. Hope you're enjoying. Hope you're enjoying the end of 2019. I must say for myself, it's been a it's been a hell of a quick year. It's been a hell of a ride. Uh, made some new friends this year. Added to the team. Added to the army. Added to the movement. So 
it's been it's been loaded in that. <laughs> you know the, the the movement is strong. We got a couple of things going. I like like y'all know, man. I'm over there at the wildest block. That's where we break down and talk about God. You know, if you don't love God, you know you you ain't gonna probably like me neither. I, I could probably pretty much say that. Go out on record and say that you don't like God, you probably ain't gonna like me. You know. And uh, so eh, let's just make that an understanding. But um, we rocking out over there while the flock, man. This is a, we got quite a few podcasts under the banner. Uh, my show is called Page One Bible Study, where I just break it down to layman's terms because I'm a learner. And if you want to learn, let's learn together. Um, we got Married Couples Anonymous, where my boy is just breaking it down with his wife, and they just talking about everyday life being a Christian couple. Um, Stictarity, two two of the ladies of the team, and they just talking about it, um, loving God and on an everyday basis from a woman's perspective. And uh, we got my man Israel Benjamin, and he's over there doing things. Pastor, your pastor won't tell you. So uh, getting to that, man, you can find us anywhere with a quick Google search, the Wildest Flocks. It's on Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Um, I'm also, as you also know. And I'm giving off these ads, and we get air horns for this. You know, because the movement, man, if you're rocking with this, this has been from the from the basement to the penthouse, like I've been telling you. And let me tell you, the new mixer is in. I've been promising y'all. Now, look, man, I've been promising you shit, you know, and, and, and you've been rocking with me, listening to this terrible audio shows that don't even happen, and y'all still check back in every time. And I, I fucks with all of y'all who doing that. My nigga. <laughs> but uh, we we finally got it together. I got the mixer in the house. I got the I got the, the microphone in the house. Um, we got the stand. We got a few things to get this sound quality together and start bringing this thing into full fruition, man. Um, we gonna get this camera going. We gonna get on YouTube and we gonna get the movement really pushing. So. Um, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All, all those things are happening, man. Um, aside from that, you know, I just want to definitely make a mention that I'm hoping you enjoying your time, your family, some loved ones, something. I hope that's a part of your life right now. Um, but yeah, 2019 is coming to an end. That means boxing. You got to make your fighter of the year, your 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 disappointment of the year, your prospect of the year. And that's I do my boxing talk like y'all know. Over there at Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Look for that. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Apple, all of that. You can check for uh, Outsiders Boxing Podcast. That's me and the boys um, where we breaking down all things boxing. Um, that's on Sunday mornings, hopefully. The Sundays are sporadic for us. But as far as the Wednesdays, we're pretty solid on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard, 9 p.m. Central, 10, Eastern, we're pretty solid on that one. So both days, man, we're doing it twice a week, and um, we're pretty solid in getting that to you twice a week. But that's enough for all the introductions. And like I said, man, this is a free form for smoke. Free smoke, free smoke, free smoke, free smoke, free smoke, free smoke. And I got a deep dive that I know most of y'all ain't thought about, but don't don't worry about what the fuck I'm saying. That's all right. Don't worry about what the fuck I be doing. Yeah, man. You know, I, I'm going to bring it to you a little different. But uh, let's do some quick 
Let's do some quick NFL, man. Let's get into the NFL season. It is uh, basically come to a conclusion. We're at week 17. Let's get a little blood into it. Enough of that. Um, yeah, man. So we've come to basically uh, kind of the end. There's still some things left in limbo in regards to the NFL. And one of the big topics, and I find myself always being drawn back to because it's just so good with the guys that we watch on TV. Let's be honest. We got Skip Bayless in them, and we got Stephen A. in them. You know, it's kind of that where we, where at least I myself like to draw a lot of my interest from. And let me tell you, you know, the Cowboys headlines because you got Skip who loves them and Stephen A. who's on the other side trolling them. And uh, the Cowboys, they ruined Christmas. The Cowboys went out there and took a shit on Christmas on everybody, on all the Cowboy Nation, on all of Texas. And uh, ruined Christmas for a lot of people, man. But, um, you know, you know who's having a, 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 a amazing time. And it's, it's, it's doing just a fantastic job of trolling. Hold on, let me get this together, guys. But Stephen A is doing a fantastic job of just trolling and 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 relishing in the Cowboys' defeat. And I'm not being able to find what I'm looking for here, but this is not a good situation. Ah, uh, well. Steve's having, and I wanted to get this for you because this was great, man. But Stephen A's having a great time, and I'm sure I got it. Yeah, I don't have it. Well, as you guys know, Stephen A's having a great time going in on the Cowboys. And uh, he's been doing his old Stevie A act. That old Stevie A with the, with the, with the southern accent. And it's been pretty damn good, man. I, I'm not going to lie to you. It's been pretty good. And uh, I've enjoyed it since he's been doing it. But Stephen A has stepped it, another, stepped it up another level in, in relishing in the Cowboys' defeat. Has stepped it up another level. But before we go to that, I find myself having so much interest in the Cowboys losing. And I'm not even a Cowboy hater or a fan. I'm just kind of a troll that enjoys watching other teams' fan base misery. I know that's odd. But Cowboy fans, oh, man, they are one miserable, frustrated group of, of fans. And they got Jason Garrett and Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper, and I'm just loving it. And I want to give you all a little taste the Cowboy fan base and their frustration. Let's give this a listen. Before minute warning. That got sacked. Can't take that sack. Oh, fine, we got four down. Fourth down. This is the game right here. Fourth and eight. Michael Gallup for a touchdown. They broke up the pass. That's the game. Although not pass interference. And we let them get a first down. Wow. My dog. Technically, we can still make the playoffs. I didn't want to go to playoffs. I want Jason Garrett fired. Jason Garrett is complete trash. We don't deserve to make the playoffs. Only good thing that's going to come about this is that Jason Garrett gets fired. What a pathetic display of football. How are we not even scoring touchdowns? All I want for Christmas is a new head coach. What the heck was Amari Cooper doing all game? Why wasn't Amari Cooper in our fourth down? Wait, he wasn't in 
Danger. Zach was off all game. All the receivers want to drop the catches. Rick didn't do no carries again. I'm sick of silence. All this silence we got. Wasted by Jason Garrett. The Clapper. I need you next week, Giants. I'm done. No one talks to me. Christmas is officially canceled. We're never going to win as long as he's the head coach. I'm done. <laughs> I enjoyed their misery. I enjoyed their misery, man. Uh, but before we get into it all, man, I got tons of I got some family on the line. Um, let me get to them all. Uh, Capitan, Capitan's in the building. Uh, Capitan, y'all know Cap from uh, my man Will of the God over there from um, Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Uh, he's he's keeping that thing running the ship loaded over there for us. Let's bring him in. One of the one of the faves to have around here, man. Uh oh, I got these pop ups dropping in. Uh oh, here this comes. Soon as I'm gonna do that. Give me a second, man. I don't know how to disable this shit. Oh, what timing? What timing? What timing? What timing? You killing me? You killing me, Smalls? Remember that from Sandlot Willa. Let me go, let's go. Is this really your real phone number? Get money. New money. Bitch, boy, feeling that all the maters want to take. Tight, no slick, just bought a Cadillac. What's poppin', man? Happy Saturday, man. We got the NCAA playoffs coming on tonight, man. Yeah, just uh, just getting on here. You talking about the Cowboys? You know, in the worst division is worst division in football. Uh, you know, I don't know if they're done yet. I think Philadelphia has to win. They gotta to get in. You know, you never know with these sorry teams, especially Philadelphia and Dallas Cowboys, man. So yeah, I'm just getting on, man. Happy to be on. Just, you know, talk a little. Little football with. All right, yeah, man. We got a few things to cover, man. Let me uh put you on hold for a minute. We got some other family online. Um, yeah, Cowboys still got a chance. Amazingly, at what eight and seven. You know the Eagles, they win it over, but the Cowboys still got a chance. We got another one of the homies from the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. My man Janelle, I'm gonna have to get him an intro. Janelle, what's good out there from the uh, Central New York family? Hey, what's popping, guys? Man, how you doing, my brother? How you doing? doing your Saturday? I'm keeping that Black Power shit alive. You know me, representing all day, every day. <laughs> all day, all day. The last day. My man Janelle is uh keeping the militant, keeping the Panther type of movement, keeping that in. Keeping that type of feel, the shit, and I'm never mad at that. Listen. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Put some respect on it. Goddamn right, man. So I'm going to get with you, Janelle. Let me get my other boy back in. I'm going to put you on hold a sec because I got to, my sound goes bad. But, uh, man, uh, my, my next cat, I got to get him something. Um, that's going to be Mando. Uh, but absolutely, my man Jig, uh, he over there, 
putting it all together on all social media formats for us at the Wildest Flock. If you if you need somebody, he's for hire to to get your social media platforms together. My man Jig, let me bring him in. Hello. Yo, who we got there? What's going on? This is B, man. You know this is. It's the only oh, one. Man. D-O-D. Oh, hey, man. I'm out. Look at that. Look at I'm out eating, but I, I I had to get to the podcast. What's up, fellas? This morning, I'm out, you know, doing my thing, but I had to step out to holler at y'all. No question, no question, man. Appreciate you for stopping in, man. We gonna we gonna dig it out some, so we we got everybody loaded in. We got everybody yeah. loaded in. So D D, I'm gonna put you on hold. But what we on today, man? We we just okay. relishing in the little cowboy defeat. We letting Stephen A. do his thing. Um, I got yeah. a deep. I got an Antonio Brown deep dive that I know ain't none of y'all thought about it, but I, I didn't gave a disclaimer, okay? Because everybody ain't gonna like what I'm gonna say, but like I said, man, <laughs> we gonna keep, we gonna keep the energy here today. But this is a free space for smoke here on the heavy handed edition. Free smoke, free smoke, hey, free smoke, free smoke, hey, free smoke, free smoke, hey. It's a goddamn free yep. space for smoke here. So if anybody won't smoke, we got smoke. But uh, that's what this thing here is all about. It's a free space for smoke. But, D, I'm going to put you on hold and get back to you. Man, uh, we got another one of the loved ones in the house. One of my favorites. I'm a fan of the guy. And me and him go back and forth all goddamn day. <laughs> I love him. Uh, I used to listen to him before I ever really got to get to his ass back in the day. On, um, damn, what was it called at this point? Uh Something, but it was him, Willa, uh, my main man, the one I loved the most, Suge. Uh, that was my guy. I, I, I really wish she was here. But uh, been a good-ass, great shit talker then to me. This day! To this day! Talking shit. My man saw him all the way in from Seattle. Pleasure. Pleasure to have you on, sir. What's good with you, son? What's going on, man? How you doing? Oh man, all is well, all is well. So Sam, you you know what it is, man. Um we got a little NFL. We're gonna talk a little NFL. We're gonna get into an A B deep dive. We also gonna uh, jump into that Clippers Lakers loss real quick. So it's a bit of a mosh pit. Uh pleasure to have you on, sir. It's a pleasure to be on, man. You know, this is, you know, the homie JP's platform, man. I'm just I'm just on here, you know, playing my role. No doubt. So, Sam, we know he here for smoke, and that's a great thing. Uh, let me put Simon on hold, and let me get to it, man. So, like we said, look, Stephen A., old Stevie A. is what he's been calling himself with the, with the cowboy and the, and the southern accent and all that. And I said, Stephen A., is, he's, he's really done well for himself bringing that to the – and I, I said, you know, I, I've had to even put respect on Stephen A.'s name, and I have been like, out on Stephen A. And because I just feel like he's the top coon in sports television. But I said, no, nah, man, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to be objective. I said, let's put some respect on Steve. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. You know, why not? He's the highest paid sports journalist, quote unquote, on sports television. But he's taking it to another level, man, with this cowboy shit. Now, most of this probably goes to the editing of some 
white boy in the background with a degree in programming or whatever, studio producer or whatever it's called. But I I just want to let y'all hear the Stephen A. Cowboy song in case y'all missed it. It's epic. Here it goes. Kick my music, please. A mediocre team and Big D. <laughs> That's what makes this funny. Uh, 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 how about the cowboys? Uh, 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 how about the cowboys? Don't wait. Somehow, when the count just wait, they will let you down. They will let it up. Just wait. The accident. They will let you down. Just wait. The team that still has a shot to make the playoffs and let's just start this quick NFL talk right there in the NFC East you know you got the Eagles eight and seven they control it they control their own destiny they win they go to the playoffs Cowboys some things need to happen I'm not sure of all the things that need to happen some other teams need to lose some teams need to win they're at seven and eight Uh, the best they can finish is at 500 for the season and still make the playoffs Um, NFC North Green Bay Packers, 12-3. and three. Surprise, surprise, right? You know, I don't know about y'all, but I was definitely ready to write off Aaron Rodgers. I was ready to write him off. You know, I'm, I'm quick with the pins. You know, when a, when a player starts to edge towards that cliff, I'm going to write your ass off. I don't know. That's just me. But Aaron Rodgers, and this shouldn't have to be done, but I feel like it's necessary. For the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Let's put some goddamn respect on that. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. 12-3, and three, not seeming to be up working with a lot of weapons. You know, Devontae Adams has been in and out. And uh, they've, they're, they're just getting it done over there. Getting it done in a pretty good division now. There's been some guys who haven't achieved that we thought were going to be a lot better than they are in the NFC North, um, the Chicago Bears. But nonetheless, you got the Vikings. And my boy, you know, I, I've been riding for him and taking a lot of heat for him. My boy, Kirk Cousins, you know, let's let's My nigga. <laughs> you know, nobody want to fuck with Kirk Cousins, but I fuck with Kirk Cousins. And uh, they over there at 10 and 5 and looking to see if they could get a wild card. But... We got the Bears underachieving, looking terrible. Um, NFC South, man, New Orleans Saints uh, doing their thing, you know, doing exactly what we thought they'd do. They are who we thought they were at 12-3. and three. 
Tampa Bay Bucks. We, we, me, me and the fellas, we had a riveting conversation about old Jameis over there. But uh, let me let me bring some guys in, man, and let me see what we got. Are we surprised at any any of the happenings in the NFC, really? Uh, Willa, man, uh, any surprises for us, man? Uh, Green Bay, twelve and three. Any surprise there? Did you think they'd be there? Oh, not with us, not with us. Let me see here. Let me see. Janelle, you there? Yes, sir. Man, uh, any surprises, any surprises for you? Green Bay, 12-3. and three. Uh, Minnesota, 10-5. and five. Uh, Chicago, underachieving, 8-7. and seven. Uh, Well, Chicago, I'm, I'm not surprised with Chicago. Chicago is, you know what I'm saying, they never really been like, it's been a long time since they've really been contenders. As far as Green Bay, I'm not surprised they headed to the playoffs because of a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's not impossible, but a twelve and three record, um, that's that's a that's a bit surprising there. That's a bit surprising. But Aaron Rodgers, man, you don't want to get that guy going because like he's dangerous, man. And I think that he really wants to prove that, like, okay, anybody talking about Lamar Jackson, anybody's talking about Mahomes. I think Aaron Rodgers, yeah. I think he has a chip on his shoulder going into the playoffs, and I think he's gonna really show out come you know what I'm saying, come playoffs. I think he's really gonna show out. And uh, I'm looking forward to this playoffs, man. I'm looking forward to this shit. Yeah, man. Well said, Janelle. Well said. Yep. And you're right. I haven't thought about it in that aspect of, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, like I said, man, that's why we have to put some respect on his name. I think you, we started to write him off. And he's like, hold yeah. on. Yeah, because, you know. He's like, hold on. I'm still one of the GOATs. You know, I'm still a goat. Yeah. I'm you know, just a few years ago, people said I was the best quarterback in the game. And since uh, we got ever, to... the most talented ever. The most talented ever. And now Lamar Jackson is kinda of taking the shine. And now everybody's saying that Lamar Jackson might be because like he's Michael Vick with accuracy, you know what I'm saying? He's Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I think Aaron Rodgers got chip on the shoulder. I think he I think he really plans on showing up this uh this playoffs. And I don't know. I'll call me wrong or not. I think Lamar's going to undercheat some playoffs. I think he's really going to fall under pressure. I know it's like I'm not. I'm not praying for the brother to fall. I'm not. I just think that come playoff time, I think that he's really going to like really just show his his greenness. I think it's going to happen come playoffs. Oh, I hope wow. it don't. But I, I'm call me crazy if you may. But you know, to come playoffs, it's a whole different thing. You know what I'm saying? Because these, you know, what I'm saying. It's just more intense. Uh, these coaches have more time to study you, and um, I just think that he's really gonna—he's really gonna make some mistakes in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Veterans survive like in the shit. playoffs. Sure, bro. I don't like that shit. <laughs> I like that shit now, Janelle. Man, we have good shit. I'm, I'm hoping Lamar can keep this shit up, but you might be right, man. You might be exactly right, man. Uh, let me bring on in a sign, man. Sign, what what you think is is are you any surprises in the NFC for you? We got of course one of the big surprises, of course, is our man RC's team with uh, you know, the 49ers 
we got Green Bay, and we got the Saints. Any surprises there for you? Um, not really. You know, a little bit with the 49ers, but this is the thing. I mean, when you've been bad for so many damn years and you get number one pick after number one pick after number one pick, eventually you need to show some. So, you know what I mean? So, uh, the 49ers just finally came from the graveyard and showed a little bit of a pulse. And, you know, the game of the week is up here tomorrow night. Yes, sir. You know, everybody's going to be paying attention to that game. Um, You know, being a, you know, logical fan, of course, people will connecting the dots know who I'm going for. But with all with all the injuries going on, you know, they're the underdog and they should be the underdog. But um, it is it's, it's going to be up here. It's probably going to be raining. We know the mental edge they have over the Niners. So, hey, anything's possible. But you would have to favor the 49ers um, in that game. And the winner wins the division and becomes the number two seed. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Every, everybody else, for the most part, I would say, is, um, you know, doing what I expected. I mean, the Aaron Rodgers thing, it really comes down to this. Just look at his – Past seasons, what can you look at every season at before that? Injuries. He's been pretty healthy. That's all it is. He's been able mm. to stay healthy, and mm. he they're winning. If you look at the seasons in the past, the last three, four, or five seasons, whatever, he's always dealt with, you know, either an injury and he's out for the season, or an injury and he has to miss five or six games, and it 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 uh um you know messes up their season. I think the last time. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, was like fully healthy, I believe, was the year they uh, um, played Seattle up here in that championship game that they blew. So what? That's about five years ago. So, you know, I think that's all it is. It's just coming coming down to health, you know. Um, you know, as far as like, you know, what's going to happen in the playoffs and this and that, I think it's wide open. Um, I and the NFC side, the AFC side. I think it's Baltimore's to lose, man, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, there's still some questions about Lamar as far as, like, you know, he hasn't got a lot of playoff experience in this and that. But, hey, man, he's been playing well. You know, he's even proven me wrong in some things just because in his first year he had a lot of issues throwing the ball in the pocket with accuracy, you know? Yep. They lost to, I yep. believe, San Diego last year in the at home. And to me the biggest reason why they lost was, he couldn't drive the ball down the field, you know. He couldn't make plays in the pocket, and but he's improved on that. You know, we'll see. They've also built the offense more around him now to suit his strengths and weaknesses. So, and the defense is real, man. So, I think it's Baltimore's to lose in the AFC. I think it's wide open in the NFC. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Uh, yeah, no, definitely, man. There's still some some questions left to be answered for Lamar. He hasn't proven anything in the playoffs. Um, So there's a lot to be said still. He's beat some really good teams this season. I believe Kansas City's on the record. We know New England's on the record. Um, We got got San Francisco on the record. So I think we got Seattle on the record. They got Seattle on the record. Yeah. Yeah, They they beat us up here pretty easy, but – KC actually beat Baltimore. So one of their losses was to KC. But they did beat Seattle. They beat San Francisco. They did beat New England. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so we got some solid-ass victories on that record there. 
But that NFC, man, it's pretty tight to me. You know, you got Briscoe, you have New Orleans, you have Green Bay. You know, there's some teams who are, that's a solid, you know, whoever, the cream will rise to the top and whoever comes out will be a formidable team to face who, who we all predict will probably be Baltimore or either New England. It's a two-man race over in the AFC, if you ask me. Um, but let me see if we can get uh, Will in on this one real quick, see if he want to wrap it up on the NFC. Will are there. You there with us, family? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm I'm, I'm here, man. Um, Yeah, as far as, as far as Aaron Rodgers, man, as, as a guy who picked him, I think I picked him like the fifth round, sixth round, uh, fourth or fifth round of my fantasy. Aaron Rodgers ain't been, really been doing shit this year. I know we're saying, you know, the team has been looking good. He's been, uh, you know, but as far as his quarterback and him scoring a lot of touchdowns, him doing a lot, he really hasn't done anything. He had like maybe two or three big games. Everything else has been regular. You know, I know you got that drop, that regular, regular. Aaron Rodgers has been playing regular. He's, but his run game has been tremendous, and uh, his defense has been a little better than uh, than um, than expected. I don't think they have. I don't really think they have a shot at all. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is known to. Well, I won't say that he's been known to get outplayed, but uh, in the playoffs, especially these last. I don't know if they made the playoffs last time. Last time I seen them, I think I, we saw him getting getting outplayed in uh, by Dak. Dak Prescott, but I think they might even they may have won that one. But Aaron Rodgers, he has no receivers now. Um, like you said, the the guy on the uh, Adams, he's in and out. Uh, I think he's getting better now, but he's throwing it to guys we've never heard of. He hasn't been really doing that good. I don't think they have a shot. The Saints, I know we're going to talk about AB. We don't know if they're going to pick. You know, if they get him AB, you know, they're going to be something to reckon with. But if we remember last year. You know, even though Drew Brees has been looking, he—he, he, I ain't gonna lie, he's been looking way better than he did last year. Because at the end of last year, I thought he was—he was done. He didn't have any pop to his, his throws. You know, even that throw that um, that the that the penalty got called on, it it was a horrible pass that the guy, all the guy really had to do was just go pick the ball off. But he panicked and hit the guy, but they didn't call the the, the penalty. But he wasn't looking too good, man. So you never know with Drew with Drew Brees. Um, cause he's getting old. Eagles have no shot. Mahomes ain't been doing that good. So like, uh, well, Mahomes ain't on that side. Eagles ain't got no shot. 49ers. I don't know if I trust in, um, Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Their running game has been looking pretty damn good. Their defense has been looking pretty good. So I guess it is wide open, man. Only person I don't think has a chance is Green Bay. Uh, I think they're, I think their receivers are just their receivers. Their receivers aren't good enough. They just have to focus on the run game. You know, the deep, uh, the opposing defenses have to focus on their run game. And I think they'll be able to shut uh, Aaron Rodgers and those receivers out. They haven't really been doing shit this year. So it sounds like you're saying, well, uh, the the record is kind of deceiving, and we're being had by some smoke and mirrors here by old Aaron Rodgers and and Green Bay. Is that is that what I hear? I mean, they're, I don't know if it's deceiving because I'm just – I'm trying to look at their record now. It looks like they beat the Vikings. You know, they beat the Bears, which we said, well, you know, ain't been good. Redskins, Giants, Panthers. I'm trying to see who else they beat. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's deceiving because their run game has been good and their defense has been playing. 
But when you've got to put points up, they haven't really been able to put a lot of points up. And I think, you know, San Francisco, I believe, is the is probably – aren't they like the number one or two scoring deep uh, scoring offense out there? The Saints, you got to score. Um, you know, only person they don't have to score against is the uh, the Eagles. But, you know, if you, if you got to – they're not going to be able to outscore the, the, the Saints or the 49ers. Now, I don't know who they're going to play for the wild card. I guess it's either going to be Seattle or maybe the Vikings. You know they might be able to get out of there. I don't. Are they in the wild card? No, they would. They wouldn't even be a wild card. They'll get a first round bye, right? Yeah. Uh, who knows? They're all twelve and three. I don't know who. I don't know who would get the wild card if they all win this weekend. Um, but they might have a chance in the wild card game against uh, Seattle because Seattle, like Sam said, they've been hurt. Um, they're not looking. The, they're playing their best ball right now. And the Vikings, you know, Kirk Cousins. It's an accident waiting to happen. But he could put points up, too, every now and then. So you never really know. But I think they might be able to bit a wild card game. But when it comes to scoring, putting up big points like the Saints and the 49ers do, I don't think they're going to be able to do it. So I don't, I'm not necessarily saying it's smoke and mirrors, but I don't think they really got a shot to win the Super Bowl or anything like that. Wow, man. So, damn. So me, son, Janelle, we were saying, like, you know, we was ready to write Aaron Rodgers off, and he's been resurging and reminding us that he's – you know, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the game, and you said he's been looking real regular. Whoa, 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 regular, regular, regular. Uh, yeah, he's been my starting quarterback on my fantasy team, man, so I see it every week. I see the 18s, the 20s, everybody else is, you know, I'm seeing Jackson putting up 30s and 40s, uh, Mahomes putting up high 20s and 30s, and Aaron Rodgers is giving me 18s, 8. 20. He, you know, he had two or three big games, but besides that, he he ain't really been doing too much of nothing. Damn, that kind of hurts my feelings, man. You know, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. You know, I thought he was coming back. I've just been watching the the record and interpreting that as he's doing really well, and that ain't quite the case, huh? No, not at all, not at all. Mm-hmm. I thought he was this was gonna be his comeback year. But he's also throwing to guys we've never heard of. You know, he's throwing it to – I think he might have, like, two white two white receivers, not even slot receivers. His main guys are two white receivers at one point in time. So, you know, he's got Adams back now. So, we'll see what they can do. But I, I just don't think they can put up points. They'll be able to put up points and, you know, like San Francisco can, and especially the Saints. So, it's looking like I'm leaning towards the Saints somehow. I thought it was going to be Seattle, but, you know, they ain't looking, they ain't looking their best. It looks like I'm leaning towards the Saints. All right, Willow, you're, you're busting my bubble. I'm not going to listen to you. You're busting ah, say, no! Oh, shit! Say it again. Say something else. Oh! Say something else. Say something else, nigga. Yeah, Willow, Willow's bringing me down on A-Rod. But we got the goddamn best NFL analyst. This motherfucker's a hell of an NFL analyst. And family. Lead host over there. Sunday mornings, whenever, we're just glad he's alive on Sundays. We don't give a damn about what time he arrives. That's what kind of love we have over there at the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. We don't care what time this guy comes in. As long as he's alive on Sundays and he makes the contact, we're happy. R.C. 
says he's a changed man. What's up, R.C.? Yeah, man, walking with the Lord nowadays has been a lot better mornings for me, so to speak. But uh, I barely caught on a little bit what's going on with you guys, but how's everybody doing, man? You know, all is well, all is well. Uh, we got the whole team in. Glad to have you on. We breezing through the NFC. We know where you stand with this thing, so so run it down, man. Do your thing. Um, I'm with Willa on the, the whole regular Rodgers part. I don't know whether to call him Aaron Rodgers or or Alex Rogers or, or Aaron Smith, you know what I'm getting at with the game manager talk, but uh, Green Bay completely non-factor in this playoffs whatsoever, and a lot of that comes by the re- regular season smackdown that the Niners put on the Packers. I just, Rogers for whatever reason, he just doesn't want to come across San Francisco at any point in time ever. We've seen those histor- historic games with Colin Kaepernick and Aaron Rodgers folding, not having the greatest games. I don't know if it's because he grew up with 49ers fans, can't do it or whatever, but I'm not buying in on, on Green Bay, even though the addition of Adrian Amos in the secondary was probably one of the best uh, untalked-about moves in the free agency this offseason, safety that they picked up from over in Chicago. Um, part of the reason why the defense picked up. But uh, I don't know. Green Bay's not it. New Orleans is interesting. Uh, they're always somehow in the mix one way or another, but as long as those zebras are out on the field, we don't have to worry about them because – there's always going to be something going on there. Antonio Brown, you guys haven't got yet, but yeah, I'm not going to see him playing at all whatsoever. That's pretty much guaranteed. Uh, but uh, Seattle Frisco got a big game coming up this week. Winner uh, will get first round by. And uh, the number one seed should be interesting. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm very confident going into that game. A lot of people say the 49ers defense fell off a little bit. Well, main reason why was strong safety Jaquaski Tart has been out, and the defense has been, you know, giving up a lot of points. But when he's been in throughout the season, um, I mean, that's where the defense uh, ranking was where it was. In past defense, I think they were around 15 or something like that, um, somewhere in the high, in, in, above in the middle, but. Um, Jaquaski Tart's going to be a big addition coming back for the team, the secondary. And uh, I like the Niners' chances as long as um, as long as he protect the ball. So I think I'm going to have to lean towards Frisco, what they got going on. They build the right way in the trenches. Talking about four first-round picks in the D-line. Offensive line playing very well. Guys who've been injured, substitutes came in and performed pretty well. Um, so I think it's going to come down to this Sunday's game because I know Seattle they might be banged up but they still got Russell Wilson and no matter what he's always something to deal with uh, one way or another um, anyone else in the NFC I mean you know, no one's taking the Eagles or Cowboys today um, unfortunately that's going to be one team that gets the home game somehow uh, Minnesota I like what they got going on but Kirk Cousins definitely can't be trusted so um, long story short I guess I think the winner of the representative of the NFC Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, no one's taking those guys serious. I'm glad they're out of it. Uh, but I think the representative of the NFC will be playing this Sunday and this upcoming Super Bowl, and that will be between Frisco and Seattle. Yeah, as much as I'd love to give that a Kawhi laugh, I'm pretty sure that'll be the circumstance also. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of it. 
But um, any predictions on the game? Let's get them. Son, come on. Step out on the ledge, brother. On what game? What? Oh, shit. Uh, the, 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 the Bullets versus the Generals. Frisco versus Seattle. Let's do it. Yeah, no, I just don't want to answer the question. Seattle. How you doing, son? Uh, I'm just, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to pull my favorite. Uh, I'm going to do my, I'm going to do a Janelle. Not make a pick and then say I'm right later. Uh, I make the pick. And then, um, but what I, what, I, what I will do is say this. It will not be easy. We will bring our best. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. Yep. No easy uh, work, man. RC. Um, you know, I, I see where Simon's coming at with this one, and I used to be uh, the same way with these Niners Seahawks games. I think it's going to be a tough game, and you know, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to gloat, but I'm gonna just say, it. I think we're going to go in there and beat the shit out of Seattle this Sunday, and I think it'll be <laughs> 17 points around there. We're going to go in and, and beat the brakes off them because it's about that time. Free smoke, free smoke. Everyone's coming back at this point in time. When we played the first go-around, Emmanuel Sanders could not be covered by anybody in that second day, and plus George Kittle will be back. And, it, and if it comes down to a field goal in a close game, we got the special teams player of the week this last week in Robbie Gold. Everything, all the stars are aligning right now coming up this Sunday, and I like our chances a lot. Oh, yeah, definitely. All the stars. All the stars. All the injuries you could possibly get. Yeah. Yeah. We know one thing. Free smoke, free smoke. Hey. That quarterback got happy feet. He shook. We know this. We saw it the first time. And he's got yeah, happy feet and he's got happy women at home. It don't matter. It's going down. You guys got away with the, the injury bug in Frisco in the last meeting. Now it's your guys' turn. Hopefully Marshawn Lynch plays a lot. I want to see that guy. It's day. We'll see what happens, man. Like I said, I'm not making no pick, man. I'm doing a Janelle this time. Well, I'm making my pick, though. I'm making my pick right now. Well, I'm making my pick right now. Okay. Mm. Uh, hey, she hasn't got the ass beat. But I think uh, uh, what um, them signing Marshawn Lynch, I think it might, it might bring a little motivation. Um, guys going to play extra harder because Marshawn Lynch brings that – he brings that intensity to the team. You know what I mean? I mean, the first half might be a little something, but after that first half, in the third quarter on, you know what I mean, uh, see, I'm going to get a break speed off of him. And I'm just dying to fucking hear uh, uh, Simon. <laughs> I remember after that, on the last show, after when Seattle blew the Super Bowl by not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch, <laughs> Simon was uptight like a motherfucker. So I'm just dying to see how uptight he's going to be when they get their asses stomped. And I'm just going to rub it in his face all, all day, all day for the rest of how the could year. You rub it, how could you rub it in if I didn't make if I if I already said what it is? I no, 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 no. I just want the team to fucking lose. <laughs> it's like how Stephen A. gets the Cowboys. I just don't want Seattle winning just so I can fucking rub it in your face. That your team got the okay. Well, who's your team? I, <laughs> I grew up a diehard 49er fan. I grew up a diehard. Oh, yeah, yeah. come on. Oh, yeah. Hey, this guy became. <laughs> hey, this guy became a 49er fan sure, this bro. week. Are you serious? Hey. 
Are you serious? Oh, oh my God. Read the injury report and became a 49er fan. Get the fuck out of here with that. Oh, are you fucking serious? Yo, dog, I grew up a diehard 49er fan. A diehard fan. All throughout the 90s. Jerry Rice, John Taylor, Brent Jones. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, Ricky Waters. I mean, hey, come on, come on. Don't bullshit me. Don't bullshit me. I'm a diehard, <laughs> I'm a diehard 49er fan. We had 13 Pro Bowls in 94, 95 seasons. Are you serious? Come on, come on, man. Come on. Dog, the history of the Niners. Come on, man, you on, I, man, I, I, cut it out. You're on Wikipedia right now. Stop stop that shit. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Come on, come on. Man, JJ's J. Motherfucker, Stokes. Cowboy fan. How is you a, a New York know. and a 49er Actually, fan? Actually, you know what, though? Hey, my brother was a Cowboys fan. Me and him used to literally have fist fights because his Cowboys would always beat the 49ers. Until the year we got Deion Sanders in 94, and then we finally eliminated them. And then uh, and we won the Super Bowl ultimately. But in the following year, when Dion went to the Cowboys and they eliminated the 49ers, you know what I mean? Oh, we had, you know what I'm saying? So it was like it was always friction in the household because of that. So, so I'll let me know my brother was a diehard Cowboys fan. He was a diehard We got to move on, man. We got a lot to cover. So I think we got it uh, taken care of in the NFC. We pretty solid on uh, it being a race between Seattle or San Francisco. We think the division will be decided this coming weekend. The AFC, uh, New England, who's looked underwhelming every time they faced any formidable challenge. They have, uh, you know, pretty much no weapons to throw to. And when we talk about guys getting close to that edge and I'm quick to write them off, I'm finally feeling like it's safe to say that Tom Brady, now, you know, we've been scared to do this because every time you're ready to write old Tom off, he'll, he'll show back up and do and win a Super Bowl on your ass, won't he? But uh, I'm finally willing to say Tom is looking regular and shit. Whoa, 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 regular, regular, regular. Tom is looking hella regular. Edelman, regular. Whoa, 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 regular, regular, regular. I think all the magic is gone, man. I kind of think the magic's gone. I think they've come to the end of the road. And I wish I had that that boy's the men to play, but I don't. So I'm thinking it's uh, pretty much a race between Baltimore and Kansas City, man. Uh, I don't expect much from Houston. Uh, so it looks to me like it'll be a, a pretty easy race to the to the title for Baltimore. I mean, I, I got Baltimore pretty much coming out of that thing. I'm going to start with you, Willa. What do you uh what do you got for the AFC man? Man, it's uh as a as a Texans fan, you know, I, I wanna say my guys can do something, but you know, I know they're gonna be one and done. Um it's why it's a lot of these teams are are, are pretty pretty weak uh when it's coming over here. So I mean it's really pretty much the Ravens. But with that said, you know, Everybody knows, if you know me, I'm pro-black quarterback. Uh, You know, Janelle is pro-black. I am pro-black quarterback. I love them all. Light-skinned, mixed, fully fully African-American, I love them all. But to this day, when it comes to this guy, Lamar Jackson, I've got to see it. I've got to see it to believe it. Um, He, last year, he got he got you know dominated in the playoffs after looking great. 
Uh, you know, he's been dominating the league this year, but everybody knows what he's got. Everybody knows what he could do. Can he, th- can he throw the ball? That's the question now. People are saying that he's been looking good throwing the ball, and he has been looking good throwing the ball. But it's a lot of throws to the tight end, a lot of crazy catches that the tight end's got to make. You know, he's zipping the ball. The tight ends are stopping, jumping, stretching out, making catches. Or he's throwing to a guy that's going from uh, one side of the field to another on a five-yard out. Uh, I mean, on a five-yard cross, coming all the way across. Um, you know, he's throwing a lot of wide-open passes. Are they crazy passes? He's not doing a lot of stepping in the pocket, throwing dimes, I don't think, you know. But it's because they're doing three fakes. You know, he's faking, the, he's doing the, the play action. He's got a lot of time. And, and they might be, he might be able to get away with that. Can he do that against the Patriots after they've already gave him that ass whooping for the uh, the first time when they saw him in the season? I don't know. It's going to be tough. I'm leaning towards the Ravens. But the only thing I can say is, you know, like I, I still got to question Lamar Jackson. He still has to – he's got to do it in the playoffs. Just like James Harden, you know, I still question can he do it in the playoffs. I'm going to question Lamar Jackson. Can he do it in the playoffs? I think he's, he has the skills too. I think the offense is designed for him to be able to throw these little passes. If you ever watch it, you know, when they're catching touchdowns, the guys usually he's running to the left, he's stretching to the right, catching touchdowns, or he's diving down on the ground and catching t- catch touchdowns. He ain't the best passer out there. But his running ability, Ingram's running ability, I forgot, what's that second string guy he can run to? Is it Murray? I don't know who their second running back is. He's a little. He's a guy he can run the ball to. And their tight ends, they got their tight ends is doing nothing but snagging the rock. I think it's like Andrews and another guy who's out here making uh, making excellent catches every time. So they've got a chance to. Uh, his speed, his uh, his agility, his quickness gives him that opportunity where he doesn't have to make the pinpoint accurate uh, accurate passes because guys are usually wide open. But are you going to be wide open against a, a Bill Belichick defense the second time around? That's the question I have. So. I'm leaning towards the Ravens. You know, at the beginning of the year, I was picking either the Texans or the Ravens against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, but hopefully, like I said, I don't know about the Seahawks. I'm not. I'm a little more sold on the Ravens, but we've got to see. I'm picking the Ravens. I think the Ravens has what it takes, but um, you know, we're gonna have to see. As far as the Texans, man, they're trash. I don't like that shit. For uh, sure. Deshaun Watson has a horrible coach. Uh, he likes to, Deshaun Watson wants to do wants to throw the uh, wants to make the hail mary pass every time. He needs to learn a little more. He'll get there. He's got the ultimate skill. He is one of the ultimate QBs. He just needs to learn a little more. We're gonna be probably we might be able to beat Buffalo. I think uh, the wild card game would be against Buffalo. Buffalo is, is isn't that good either. We might be able to beat them because their quarterback is is, is isn't that good. But then after that, we're done. So, you know, as far as the Texans, I don't see us doing anything. So I'm leaning towards the Ravens. Ravens and the Patriots, like you said, but I'm leaning more towards the Ravens. Tom Brady, he's been looking. If Aaron Rodgers has been looking regular, Tom Brady's been looking super regular this year. So uh, they're falling off. It's a new day and age quarterback. Uh, we'll get to see a couple of them, you know, in the playoffs this year. But, uh, yeah. And Mahomes, Mahomes, I don't think they got a chance either, you know. But you know, but Mahomes looks sort of, he's sort of been hurt this year. 
their offense, they don't they don't have any kind of running game. So, you know, in the playoffs, you need a little bit of a running game. They they got done. So, you know, I don't think Mahomes has a shot either. He might be one of those guys that never gets it done. He might be one of those guys also that never gets it done. He's been looking sort of – he ain't been looking the same ever since he's been hurt uh, also. But he's hurt. So, I'll give him a little – I'll give him a little pass. But he ain't been – he's been sort of looking a little regular also. So, uh, you know, it's Lamar Jackson to win. I don't like your Lamar take. I don't like, I don't like that shit. For sure, bro. I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit. But I'll say this. Um, you know, Lamar maybe still has more to prove, man. Like, we, we ran down to the list of the teams he's, he's beaten this year. Pretty damn solid. Um, the numbers speak for themselves. Uh but the questions, we talked about this on the last show. You know, Lamar, accolades of, uh, among accolades. Uh, a Heisman Trophy, should have won two Heismans back-to-back. Um, has come in, has a full season under his belt, and has nothing done nothing but progress. I'll speak to those passes because Willa said, like, those seemingly, now I'm, I'm not 100% certain, but I have heard other opinions about those throws that Willa kind of touched upon. Yeah, um, they look like the, the, the tight end are, is going up to snag them, right? But if you really look at them, a lot of those times, a lot of those balls are actually Lamar throwing that ball into a window that only the tight end can grab. So I think there's some conversation to that because I actually thought the same thing at a point in time, but I, I've kind of changed on that. But the narrative still stands. Lamar, can he really sling that ball? But, you know, like Lamar always been saying, and like the reporter asked, Lamar, do you think you've finally proven to be to to people that you can throw the ball? And here's what uh, he said. Do you think you uh, proved people that you were throwing the ball? Probably not, but <laughs> not bad for a running back. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I fucking love that. That's hilarious to me. And Lamar just having fun with it, you know, and and this is the question Will is asking, and I think it's the question we're all asking. But for the time being, we're just going to say it's not bad uh, for a running back. Do you think you uh, proved people that you were throwing the ball? You Probably know? not, but <laughs> not bad for a running back. Janelle, your thoughts on the NFC family? Hey, what's going on? Well, first I'd like to speak on, well, I'm going to say one thing. Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson is going home. He's he, he's losing to the Patriots. And it's not going to be because of Tom Brady. It's because of Bill Belichick. I, mean, I think he's the greatest coach ever. Not just in the NFL. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. Hey, you laughing? I'm not saying to Tom Brady because Tom Brady's gonna play so far. He's gonna be here so far game. That Patriots defense is swarming, man. That defense is serious. Don't sleep on that defense, man. That defense and Lamar Jackson. All right, all right, all right, all right. I don't think you've been watching their defense this year. I don't think you've been watching their defense. Their defense is serious. Their defense is where they at right now. It's reason like, oh, why they at where they at right now. They carry Tom Brady. It's like Peyton Manning was carried his last year by Denver's defense to win a shoot ball. You know what I'm saying? Patriots' defense carried them into the playoffs this year. That defense is going to keep Lamar Jackson on his back. I- I'm telling you. There's going to be a lot of strips. Okay, I know. <laughs> come on, come on. I'm trying to talk serious, man. I know this whole protect your quarterback thing. 
is um is why Tom Brady is been in play so long because these rules have changed. It's on the quarterback's favor because now you can't land on the quarterback or it's rough in the past, la, la, la. But these athletic quarterbacks are having short careers, man. You see Patrick Holmes getting hurt now. I mean, Michael Vick broke his leg. But Lamar, I'm not Jason Lamar Jackson, but I think eventually he's going to get hurt, man. You know what I'm saying? Right, they're trigger happy with their feet. And it's like, at the end of the day, man, that's a short career. I mean, you're not going to have a long career like that, man. I mean, I understand it's, it's fucking deadly. I understand that. It's it's super deadly for a quarterback to uh, be able to move the way he, I think he runs like what, like a 4-3 or some shit, which is incredible. But, you know what I'm saying, uh, they always look in the playoffs. Janelle, we're trying, trying to get rid of that. Janelle, we're trying to get rid of that narrative. I understand man. I mean, it. No, 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 no. I'm getting around to what the issue is. Okay, come playoff time, okay, guys don't always slide to us because they're looking to pick up the extra yardage. You saw it, you yeah. see all, you saw the Robert Griffin the third. Yeah. Early in his career, in his very first year, a guy's looking to pick up that extra two, three yards, and they don't want to slide. I'm telling Lamar Jackson is going to have the issue down the road, man. He's going to have the issue. But I think Belichick's defense is just going to swarm him. Their defense is going to win this game. I'm telling you, man. He's going to look very that, green. That's something that can definitely look, happen. Now, we've seen what happened the first game between the two, and it was Swiss cheese. But – Adjustments exactly. can be made. We're, we're talking Belichick here, but as far as that narrative of predicting and saying just because this guy runs, he's gonna eventually get hurt. Uh, I'm not it's fucking. Oh shit! Say it again. Say something else. Oh, I'm not saying say something that. else. Say something else, nigga. And let me speak. Let me speak. Okay, if you notice, okay, quarterbacks always get hurt. Always, um, in the pocket. These quarterbacks get hurt when they take off running this shit and trying to do spectacular plays with their feet. You know what I'm saying? And come playoff time, these guys don't like sliding too much because they're trying to pick up the extra two, three yards, which can help the team. You know what I'm saying? Which will help the team. And I can see, and come playoff time, I'm telling you, you're going to see it with these. In Mahomes, you're going to see it in Jackson. I'm telling you, you're going to see it in these guys. These guys don't always like sliding come playoff time because they're trying to get the extra yardage. And I'm not with injury on them. I'm not wishing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not wishing it at all, but I'm telling you, you know what I'm saying? Guys are gun hold with their feet because, I mean, they got it like that, but it's an issue, man. These guys are 250-plus pounds putting you on your back. That's we not got, a lot of that's not, we know, that's we, not we know man. Stakes. We know the stakes. We know but, the stakes of running. We know we get it. It's, I mean, you can't dismiss it, of course. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, when a quarterback leaves the pocket and, and get past line of scrimmage, He's basically a running back. So it's all yes, in. Uh, guys can land on you. The guys can land on you with no problem. These big 260-plus yep. pounders, um, they land on you. And they ain't going to try to fucking pity pat you down and shit. And especially yes, a guy sir. like Jackson. Yes, These guys want to Especially a guy like Jackson who could fucking run a fucking 4-3. So if they get, so if they get a hold of his ass, they're going to fucking land on you. And they're going to want to fucking hurt you to fucking win the game. It just is what it yeah. is. But it's like this. even if he doesn't get hurt in this game, I think that Patriots defense is gonna. I'm they're gonna have a scheme for this dude, and they're gonna fucking win the game with the defense. And it's, yep. and, and, and like I said, it's not gonna be because of Tom Brady. Because honestly, I don't even really like Tom Brady really. But you gotta admit his greatness. But you're know saying I I was ever a big fan. Of, I was more of a fan of Peyton Manning throughout their rivalry. I was. Um, I just thought that Tom Brady always had a better supporting cast. 
He had a better running game, a better coach. He had a better line. I think that was the whole key to him always beating uh, Peyton Manning. I was never too keen. I, and I always thought Tom Brady was a bit of a whine. I remember times when guys would tackle him too hard. He would always play the referee, and the referee would throw flags out the blue. And I didn't like that shit about Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you got to give him yeah. his props. You got to give him his props. But you got to give him his props. But like I said, he's not going to win this game. Belichick is going to win this game. And you're going to see why he's the greatest coach of all time. Uh, not just NFL. I know Phil Jackson, Lemon Rings, but I give it to fucking Belichick above him. I'm sorry. I think no he's the greatest coach yeah. in, in the history of sports. And he's going to have a scheme for Lamar Jackson. Some blitz package that he never thought he'd ever seen in his fucking career. And I think that they're going to win this game. All right, you won. All right, last one. No, no, no. You got it. You got it. That's your opinion. Let me bring in the fellas. Let me get them. Uh, sign. Say you, RC. What y'all? What y'all think about it? Um, you know, well, you know, first off, uh, the one of the things I, I meant to say about the whole Rogers thing is the dub. I noticed the double standard with Rogers and some other guys too. If you look at Rodgers' stats, right, stats are very similar to a lot of quarterbacks in the league this year, right? But when those other quarterbacks, if you bring up the way they played or their stats, they'll say, oh, but look at the record. But with Aaron Rodgers, you can't, people don't want to say look at the record. It's, oh, it's about the win. It's about the W, you know? So it's like, come on, you know? So I don't get that. But uh, when it comes to, um, you know, before the season I picked, I thought it was going to be Casey and the Saints in the Super Bowl, right? Things have changed. You know, the season goes on, blah, blah, blah. I still think it's a a high possibility that that matchup could happen, you know? And I think people are, you know, to me, the Baltimore is the most balanced team in the AFC. That's why I believe that it's theirs to lose, you know? They got the defense. They got the running game. They got the quarterback, right? Now, there's still the questions, you know, about – and when a, when a team can scheme against you and or if they take the running game away and they make Lamar throw, will he be able to do it? But, but as of right now, they've been the best team in the AFC, no question. So you got to say, until proven otherwise, Baltimore, right? But this notion that, oh, it's definitely going to be New England that beats Baltimore, uh, if they lose, y'all are sleeping on KC. KC is the only team to beat. Baltimore and New England this season, you know? So Mahomes got hurt, missed a few games and this and that. I know people have questions about their defense, even though defense has been improving as the season going on in their running game. But, hey, if you told me who I think is the best, like the quarterback I would trust the most right now as far as how they're playing, like being able to throw from the pocket, the arm, the accuracy and all that, I'm taking Mahomes, man. I, you know, Nigga, when my Mahomes, name bro. come up, respect it. Stop so, playing with my fucking that's, name. That's the way I look at it, man. So people people just assuming that looking over KC like, oh, they're definitely going to lose and, and you know, it's definitely going to be New England, Baltimore. Hey, I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that at all. But, you know, you got to, uh, you, you know, definitely favor Baltimore right now. You can't sleep on, of course, New England because of their history and everything and all that, just what they are, just their whole – organization in general but um 
Yeah, man. I mean, but the Lamar thing, man, we get it. The running, you know, getting hurt and everything. And I don't look uh, to me. The best quarterbacks are the guys that can sit in the pocket, um, you know, make make reads, you know, make the throws. But if need be, can extend a play and this and that, you know. So I don't have a I don't have a problem with a quarterback moving. The the problem I do have is when a when a quarterback is moving because they don't know how to make reads. They don't know how to you know, go through their progressions. You know, that's some of the issues I had with, you know, Russell off and on, you know. Even though he's the quarterback of the team I root for, a lot of times I felt like Russell was running around with his chicken, like a chicken with his head cut off, man, when you could have just stepped up in the pocket and made a throw. Guys going down the field, open, you know. this, And I think some of that is because he's a midget. You know, he just can't see, so he starts moving. But, uh yeah, so we'll see with Lamar, but so far, so good. You know, the offense, like I said, is built around him in a certain way, little gimmicky. So we'll see if that, you know, that gimmick, you know, if the, the defensive coordinators for the other teams catch on, on to, to it and have some form. But uh, as far, but so far, you got to say Baltimore is the best team in the AFC, no question. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Son, well said, man. Uh, RC, you got anything on it, bro? I know you want to uh, do your thing with this, man. Um, yeah. Very good points. Some not so much. I've been telling time since the beginning of, I mean, probably the end of that last playoff game series with us, with uh, Los Angeles and Baltimore, that Lamar Jackson is going to be special. It's funny how everybody jumped on the bandwagon this year when I've been saying it for a very long time. Now, I troll with you guys in the group message that we're going to turn them into a wide receiver when they play the Niners, all that funny stuff. But I like what I see from Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I like what the Ravens got. They are well-balanced, as Simon alluded to. Um, if Mark Ingram ain't in there, they got Gus Edwards coming off the bench, and he's a similar type of a runner. He's a bull. Got some quick feet on him as well. Um, defense looking pretty solid. It's a little on and off, especially when it comes to the front the front four. I think uh, if they're running a three four, it might be the front three. But the back seven has been really the special part of that team. But um, you know, um, logic would say that I think Baltimore comes out of the AFC. But historically speaking, this time of the year during football weather, I'm not putting. I'm not. I'm not counting out New England until they are actually out. So, um, the other teams involved with KC, um, I'm not so sure if that defense is going to do some bonehead shit when it's time to, you know, when they end up, uh, when the lights end up getting bright for the deer in the headlights type of a perspective. That still can happen, even though they have been playing better. Um, Damian Williams and the run game is kind of yeah, iffy for KC, so you got to have a run game during this type of year. I know they can, and Shady McCoy is probably a good back for them to have because he can still run in the cold weather games with his experience playing in Buffalo and Philly. Um, I'm still not, I'm still not buying into, I'm still not buying into him at this point. Um, Buffalo definitely not, even though they made a pretty big leap. Um, it's really good for them. They'll probably be on to bigger and better things moving forward with Josh Allen. I think he's a good young quarterback, uh, but you know. I just think until someone takes them out, then you're going to put them out. So, uh, I'm 
going to say New England comes out of the AFC one way or another by hook or by crook, as we all know it's happened before. Um, but uh, a really close 1A would be Baltimore. Um, you know, the, the gimmicky type offense uh, ran by Greg Roman has been doing pretty damn good for Lamar Jackson. And uh, I like what the brother LJ is doing. And, and I could see him being the only real threat to getting New England out of there and, and planting that flag and getting rid of the, the beast in the East, so to speak. But, uh, yeah, man, I think I'm going to uh, – my head tells me Baltimore, my heart tells me New England. So, I guess if I have to put it out there, I'm thinking the Patriots are going to somehow get out of this. Wow. There you have it. There you have it. Uh, immaculately said by RC, man. So, it seems like the consensus with a, with a thaw is, yeah, Lamar. Um You've done well, but like you even admit yourself, sir, it's still kind of like it's not bad for a running back. We want to see a little more quarterback out of you. So, Lamar, go ahead uh, and tell him. You think uh, people that you were throwing the ball? That you Probably know. not, but <laughs> not bad for a running back. Yeah, I think that's in, in some way or form kind of what we're kind of alluding to, and it still has to be proven. <clears throat> but I'm going to step out on a limb. This is a heavy-handed edition. And I don't be tiptoeing and riding fences and scared to put motherfuckers out the pasture. You know, some people wait till their dog can't walk, can't eat shit, can't do nothing, till he finally go put old yeller down. I'm gonna go in and put you out your misery a little bit before that, okay? Now, like I said, it's a it's a free form for smoke and people. Free smoke, free smoke, hey. Free smoke, free smoke, hey. Free smoke, free smoke, hey. But I'm queuing up the song. Where we put shit out the pasture here on the heavy-handed edition, and I'm ready to do it. Goddamn it! I've been scared to do it. Sounds like the family, the homies—they scared to do it. They want to say it, but they say you got to put a bullet in its head. They got to see them. They got to see them walk all the way off the cliff before they're ready to put old Tom, old Julian, and old Bill out the pasture. But I'm going to do it. And I'm going to pour off some goddamn liquor for that. A lifetime of memory Going down the drain I like to keep stepping But I can't get past the pain I to your memory Take a drink and I Start to think and I like you're alluding to the fact that you're going like you think New England's not going to win or they're not yes, they're not coming out that I mean I basically said the same thing too I mean I told you I picked the Saints and the Chiefs when the season before the season I, th- I thought the Saints were going to make it because the last two years you could argue they should have made it but things crazy things happen this this is the year they finally get the third time's the charm type thing they finally get to the Super Bowl on the Chiefs side you know, I felt like the Chiefs were the better team last year. 
New England just beat them. You know, that happens in football, you know. But but then, you know, things happen, you know, uh, and this and that. And I don't – I mean, as far as the NFC, I would – you know, based off Seattle's injuries, I'm sticking with the Saints pick, you know. I mean, just because I think San Francisco's the favorite tomorrow, I don't think San Francisco's going to come out the – I mean, come on, man. I mean, until I – you know, we talk about we need to show and prove about Lamar. No, we got to show and prove with Jimmy G. You know what I'm saying? Because if we're talking about who needs to show more, if we had to make that case, Jimmy G got to show more than Lamar. They both got to show something. So I'm sticking with the Saints. You know, that's still my – you know, with the Chiefs, I, what I'm saying is Baltimore has been so good this year. They they came up here, beat Seattle easy. They beat New England. They got the best record and this and that. But like I said, people are sleeping on KC. They beat Baltimore and New England this year. And for whatever reason, they're getting no credit for that. And I also met, said that if you're, going, if you're going at where they're at, at their point in their careers right now, and you said, who do you want to take in a game? Give me Mahomes, man. Because the questions about the arm and the accuracy and this and that, I don't have those questions about Mahomes. The questions about age and maybe being on your back nine, those questions aren't about Mahomes either. So I'm taking Mahomes over Brady and Lamar. So, you know, but so in, in reality, that's why I'm saying, you know, uh, if you're telling me who's coming out the AFC, to me, you got to be talking about Baltimore or KC before you talk about New England. To me, New England's third in line, man. So, yeah, you're saying, do I think they're going to come out the ASC? Hell no. Boom. Hell no. I don't, th- I don't think they're coming out, you know? So, Sorry, but man, I'm just no showing pencil. respect to Baltimore because they've earned it, man. You know, they've earned yeah. it. But I'm saying, yeah. but nobody on here mentioned the fact that people are sleeping on KC. Nobody's talking about how they beat both of them this year. Fair and square. Yeah, they with my name, come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. You right, son. Yeah, they beat, right. ba- they, beat ba- they beat Baltimore a long time ago, and so did the Browns. You know, Mahomes ain't been looking that spectacular. You know, he started the year off looking like the, the king of the world. He got hurt, and he ain't been looking the same. That's why I'm saying, you know, and their defense is, you know, they've been looking better, but they're sort of, yeah, they're sort of Rudy Poo. Yeah, but they, they've been, been looking better. It's just like Green Bay's. It's just like Green Bay's defense. They've been looking better, but they ain't been looking great. They ain't been looking good. They ain't been looking good. Well, Super let me ask Bowl you this. Good. Who has Green Bay beat that is, is as good as Baltimore or New England this season? Uh, I don't I don't think – I just I tried to go through their wins. I didn't see it. It don't look like they beat anything. That's my point. Really, the they beat it. unquestionable. You cannot question what KC's done. People say they're this, they say they're that. Well, if that's the case, why didn't Baltimore and New England beat them easy? Why? That's all I'm saying. But, they, you know, they also lost to a team that I said is going to be one and done or maybe one and done. That's the Texans. So we can't – and that was a long – that was that was maybe New England 10 lost weeks to the ago. Texans. Right. I, but I'm just saying – I'm picking the right. So I'm just saying, and, why and like are we I told, all this against KC, but we're not saying about these other teams? You know? That's because the other teams have been the, – the, the, uh, the Patriots are the, the defending champs, I believe, right? Yep. So you you know so they've got they get a little more leeway than a team that hasn't that has a a, a coach Andy Reid who ain't won shit right That's so they get biggest, a little more no, leeway. Good point. That's the best point you make. That's their biggest weakness. People talking about the running game and the defense. No, their biggest weakness is Andy Reid in a close game. 
his he for some reason never has no timeouts late in the game and makes some crazy decisions. That's what it is. That's their biggest issue. But and Mahomes issue, ain't been looking that good. I mean, he came Can off the injury. That Mahomes, you know, you know right, so he came off an injury. Yeah, but right, I mean, he, they're still winning though. I mean, they're still winning. You know? Yeah, barely. Mahomes have been for, for a high of a standard he set for himself. You've been looking hell. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Regular, regular, regular. He has, yeah. but he's also you have to also think about what's going on. He's 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 basically going through what Jimmy G is going through, except for Jimmy G had a whole off season to get over it mentally. You know, you hurt your leg. You know how these quarterbacks are. They hurt their leg, and then when they start having to play in a real game situation, they get a little. You know, they get a little scared in the pocket, a little shook, a little, you know, a little off, you know. But that's all, that's really what it is because he suffered a little, you know, knee situation or whatever. But uh, but what I'm saying is if if Casey isn't that good, how did they beat Baltimore and New England? I'm just saying, bro, you know. But, hey, I, you know, I get it, Baltimore, because of how they played from start to finish and this and that, you can put them number one and this and that, but I just think that it should be Baltimore and KC or whatever, then New England. New England should be third in line, man, until proven otherwise. I get the whole, you know, they used to win, they won the championship last year, they're the best organization, this and that, but the way they've been playing, and especially the way they've been playing against KC and Baltimore, they got a lot to show and prove, you know? And then people say weapons and this and that and blah, blah, blah. They got the worst weapons, you know, as far as the receivers, you know? Um, And then, you know, I don't know, but We'll, we'll, you know, we'll see on that, but I'm just saying, people. I just think people are putting, they're just sleeping on KC a lot more than they should. And then if they come out, people are going to act like they're surprised, but they should have been paying attention the whole time. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, Sime, well said, man. Uh, KC, yeah, definitely, man. I've been putting respect on their name every time Sime brought them up. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, like we said for Lamar, I think I think we're all low key still rooting for him. Um, but he's the first of his kind. I, I don't even think we had these aspirations for Michael Vick. He is more of a, of a spectacle uh, phenomenon. Um, it looks like Lamar can actually do it. But, of course, um, when you're trying to revolutionize something, it comes with a lot of doubt. And um, I think it's fair for all of us to have that doubt. I still have some of it. Um, and I think the, the boys echo some of that sentiment. Um, so, still for Lamar, man, you're running back. I think you uh, improved people that you were throwing the ball. That Probably had. not, but <laughs> not bad for a running back. But definitely a front runner over there for uh, the guy to get it done this season, and hopefully that happens. <clears throat> Got to move on. Let's do a quick AB dive, right? Antonio Brown is back in the NFL conversation, oddly enough, right? Antonio Brown is an interesting subject. You know, for the life of me, when I kind of just pay attention to Twitter, Instagram, whatever stories that circulate about Antonio Brown, I just can't seem to figure out why exactly is he not playing football again? Does anybody know that? It's not, he's not injured. Um, What is it again? And that's the question that I want to start this deep dive. And it's not going to be too deep. I don't have a lot of time. Um, That I want to kind of start here. 
And I want to just go to the guys one by one real quick. And let me let me just check in and make sure. Do we understand why exactly Antonio Brown is not playing football? Janelle, you up top. Janelle, do you know why he's not playing football? Nellie Nell's not with us. Willa, you next. You, uh, my brother, do you know why Antonio Brown's not playing football? I think Antonio is not playing football because Antonio Brown is is a mental case. What has he done per se? You know, I'm not 100% sure, but he went to the Patriots. They gave him him his chance. He got caught up with the little – the rape charge accusations. They were going to be cool with that, but then he went the next step and started, you know, threatening threatening women on you know through text message with his lawyer and his friend and her on on a text message something crazy you know yeah i mean he hasn't done anything illegal i mean well he's got the pending rape charges so you 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 could say you have that but besides that you know i mean that's a big thing though also you know we can't just sweep that under the rug but you know you're you're innocent until proven guilty you're on to it now you're on to it because I want to put that back into context because I think that gets lost in this whole Antonio Brown fiasco and my conspiracy deep dive is that there's some framing being done here to Antonio Brown. And we'll get into a little bit of that conversation, but Will is definitely on to it. Let me get in there. Um, Sime, I got you next. Uh, what do you think? Why is Antonio no, Antonio Brown not playing football? I think um... – I think it's a I think it's a combination of his antics, you know, the way he's been acting, but also I think it's more of a PR thing where the NFL had a lot of bad PR with a lot of um players in the past with what they were charged with and this and that and all that. So they they don't they rather just um keep him out of football until all this stuff dies down instead of dealing with the potential PR backlash, you know, cuz remember the cases with like Greg Hardy and and guys like that, they rather just keep the guy out until everything gets settled. So because you know the NFL man, they would for 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 about three or four years man, they were dealing with some really really bad PR and a lot of double standards and this guy's playing but this guy's not and this and that. So I just think they want to um, you know keep them away until um, everything gets settled down. And I and I think it's something that's happening behind the scenes. I think they're telling other, you know, you know, owners across the league and general managers don't touch them, you know. I think some guys, you know, but at the end of the day they can't control them, you know. So I that's why I think this whole New Orleans Saints situation is going on where New Orleans is like, "Hey, we're going to bring them in for a workout and this and that. They're going to do what they want." But um I think it's pretty clear that even if they do sign him or whatever, Antonio Brown will not be playing this season. Yeah. Yeah, um, and exactly, and, and there's obviously some disclosure clauses implemented in whatever this case is, because why doesn't the NFL just say, uh, we don't approve of his behavior? How come Antonio Brown doesn't directly say anything? You know, but what's being sold on television is where I start to draw in the smear campaign, and there's one more aspect We'll have touched on the rape, and we'll get into that, because that's fucking spectacular shit. Um, then there's this other part 
what I'm going to add to the smear campaign. Let me get my man's in. RC, why do you think Antonio Brown's not playing football, man? To piggyback off time, he can't – well, to add on, I should say. He can't shut his mouth. If he would have went the Tyreek Hill route, we know what Tyreek Hill went through, breaking his kid's arm, threatening his woman, recorded, but he kept his mouth shut the whole time. And if Antonio Brown would have kept his mouth shut the whole time, he would have played the entire season. The NFL is about bucks at the end of the day. So they would have been cool. No matter what allegations are thrown about Antonio Brown, they would have been cool as long as he kept his mouth shut. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't help himself. So that's ultimately why he's not playing in the game today. Wow, wow. Yeah, um, now, keep his mouth shut about what, though? You know, about what is the question? Um, about everything in general. <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe so. Um, it's it's interesting. It's a lot to unpack here, guys. <clears throat> so I'm going to play a little sound, uh, give us a few of the details. But I, I, I really think there it's not on the up and up on the behalf of the NFL. I don't think what they're doing is on the up and up, keeping them out, because if it was simply as his behavior isn't acceptable, they would simply say that. And then there are some things that have gone into the narrative that have been presented to us that have caused me to kind of lean towards some kind of smear campaign here. Now, we got the rape, the rape out there. Now, of course, the NFL, like Stein and uh, RC and Will all touched on, they got an image to uphold. You know, they do a whole goddamn month to breast cancer. Women is one of their biggest growing, is their biggest growing fan base. They cater to women. They make NFL jerseys cut to a woman's body. They make everything they make for a man NFL-wise as apparel, they make it for women. So they definitely cater to the sentiment of women, and I'm, I have no problems with that. But let's let's get some sound here. This will talk about some of the rape allegations. And uh, let me get this queued up. This will talk about some of the rape allegations and get us some details, man. So let's give this a listen. This is just the latest in a league that has been tested on how seriously it takes accusations of assault. This is about much more than Antonio Brown. It's about the National Football League, how it handles these issues, and how it listens to women. Brittany Taylor is a young woman who was a gymnast at Central Michigan. She met Antonio Brown when they were in Bible study together there. Over the years, they got in contact, and she started training him. But in June 2017, things seemingly took a turn. Brown had established himself as one of the league's most dynamic players and was coming off of his fifth career Pro Bowl selection as a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Taylor alleges in court documents that Brown had just begun off-season training with her when he walked into a bathroom she was in with his penis exposed, later grabbing and kissing her without consent. Later that month, while she was watching a religious video on her iPad, she says he began masturbating behind her and ejaculated on her back. She says she cut off contact with him. But nearly nine months later, 
Taylor says Brown sent her a message apologizing and asked her to train him again. She says she agreed on the condition that he stop flirting with her and provide hotel accommodations for each trip. But one month later, she alleges that he violently raped her in his home after a night at a club. Taylor says the alleged rape has severely traumatized her and she now experiences near daily panic attacks frequent suicidal ideations, and insomnia. We know that often it can be difficult for people to come forward. And she has put her name right out there. Another key part of this is Brittany Taylor has said that she will cooperate with the National Football League and that she will help them in their investigation. Brown has not been charged criminally, and in a statement from his attorney, denies each and every allegation in the lawsuit, adding any sexual interaction with Mr. Brown was entirely consensual. A now, whoa, man. Oh, wait. Now, no charges yet. Now, if you listen to the how the events are chronicled, first time he walks in with his dick out, grabs her and kisses her. Now, first, they met at a Bible study. She's wholesome. Now, let me tell you, Brittany Taylor, take the time to, to Google old Brit. She bad. She kind of a little green-eyed, little, uh, she black, little brown-skinned, green-eyed little gymnast, though, okay? I believe they say she's 23, something like that. Now, they met at a Bible study. And um, so the first event, old A.B. walks in, dick out, grabs her, kisses her. Now, look, man, I done done a lot of shit with the ladies in my time. Never was there a time when I walked out with the steel out. I walked out with the steel out on her, grabbed her and kissed her, and she didn't want that. And we were just friends. And then she came back. Okay. Uh, that usually doesn't happen. You know, in typical behavior, man. Look, I don't know what y'all, maybe it's some savages. Maybe cats out there are savages on the lake. And maybe they just walk out, you know, with the piston out. You know, grab her and kiss her. Now, unless she's receptive, and usually we have these we receptions that able to pick up these type of things. You usually don't walk out with the hammer out and, you know, and it's not the appropriate time. But he did that, walked in, kissed her hammer out, grabbed her, kissed her. She didn't like it. She came back. This time, <laughs> this time, she's laying down watching a movie or whatever it is. Um, Kawhi, I mean, I'm sorry, Kawhi, because I'm getting a laugh ready. Uh, old Antonio walks out again with the hammer out and nuts on her back. <laughs> look, man. Look, I'm not a savage. Maybe I'm not a savage. But I just, it's hilarious to me. You just walk out hammer ready. Booyah! Let one rip. You know, on her back. She, again, nine months later, now that was too much. Nine months later, he hits her up again. Look, I'm sorry. I nutted on your back last time when you wasn't ready for that. Um, train me again. She says, okay, only if you give me a hotel this time. Whatever, whatever. He comes from a club. He violently rapes her. And that's kind of how it seems to have went down. Uh, Willa. Well, what, what do you think about what we got so far, family? I mean, you know, as a 
father of a daughter, um, I would tell her, if anybody ejaculates on your back and you don't want it, not only is it going to have to see me, <laughs> you're going to have to see me if you go back to them, you know. But, you know, money talks. We can't we can't use stuff like this for, you know, our lives. We don't have millions in the bank. You know what I'm saying? So it sounds ridiculous, you know, but we don't know this chick. You know, she said she was watching, you know, a, a religious film. He came over, <laughs> put a shot on her back. <laughs> it's sort of ridiculous, man. So, you know, that's why I say innocent until proven guilty, man. But, you know, it sounds bad, but it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like it could not happen. You know, I could see something like that happening. She needs money. You know, she needs money. He's got the money. This is her number one client. She can't lose him. You know, she might take a shot on the back for that, you know, but the, you know, but that's not where she drew the line. She drew the line at the right thing. So, you know, we got, I take those things. We got to take that seriously. But then again, you know, we don't know if it happened or not. She went back. That was her second time going back after, things that were inappropriate happen, so yeah. Yeah, hammer cock, you know, uh my man walks out, he ready, you know, bam. Uh son, you ever done anything like that? Man, hell nah, man. I mean to some girl that supposedly I just met and she's supposed to be I'm supposed to she's supposed to be working me out or some shit. Come on man. <laughs> Especially these days. Come on man. You know, but hey, I'm not Antonio Brown either. You know, we don't. You, have, you always got to remember one thing: when you get to that level of that money and fame, you do start feeling like you're untouchable and you can do whatever you want. Not saying it's true. Not saying it's not true. I'm just saying I've never been blessed with that type of level of fame or fortune. You know, and a lot of these guys do be thinking they walk on water. But yeah, I heard about that story a while back. You know, what I'm saying I was like, mm, you know. And then another story came out and this and that. But, you know, I just think this whole situation, you know, was what, what I was saying earlier and also what R.C. said and made a great point, you know, with the Tyreek Hill thing where when you are dealing with all these issues off the field, whether allegedly you got to sit back, you got to let your lawyers, you know, the people representing you take care of it for you and don't keep pouring gas on the fire. And I think that's what he was doing. He was fanning the flames, man. You know, and yeah. uh, you ain't no. We all know the real proud power brokers in the game are the quarterbacks. You know, like a quarterback can act like this and get away with it, and especially if you have a different complexion. You know, you can't be doing that, and you just like a wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's cool and everything, great player and everything, but you're a wide receiver. You're not a power broker in the game. And I think he, he, you know, part of this was the Steelers. They let him get away with whatever he wanted to do. And he thought when he left the Steelers, he would yep. keep acting that same way. You know? I'm going to mm-hmm. go to the Raiders and act this way. You know? I'm going to go to New England and do whatever I want. And instead of – you know, once once that stuff – and that's the biggest thing, too. The whole text exchange he had, you know, group chat thing about the girl. Oh, she broke. Look at her kids. They look broke, too, and all this stuff, you know? You ain't getting away with that in New England, bro. You don't you ain't doing that. Nobody is is bigger than New England, like the way they run things. Not even not even Brady, bro. Brady's learning that too. You know? Belichick runs the show. 
You know, that's why there's rumors that this is Brady's last season in New England. So, uh, you know, I'm just saying, Brian, Brian, Antonio just really thought he was that dude, that he could do whatever he wants. And he learned the hard way. He's suffering big time, man. I mean, he lost out on a lot of money, man. And this situation doesn't seem like it's going to get resolved anytime soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. RC, your thoughts. Oh, man. I have to get away from some of this noise real quick. But, um, yeah, both ABs in boxing and in football, sure did make some bad decisions, one with the Rock Nation contract and the other with the Raider contract that it could have been guaranteed 30 million or something right around there. <sighs> bad decisions by these guys, man. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> I would echo the sentiments of what everybody just said. Like, the guy thought he was too much. Mike Tomlin is one to blame the most for creating this little monster. And, um, about the alligator, <laughs> Will you something else? <laughs> said you got to see me. <laughs> hey, I don't know, man. That sounds like some 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 uh some high skills on command for Antonio Brown to be able to just go, bang. Oh, there you go, girl. But crazy, man. I don't know whether uh, if I believe it or not, because you know there always oh, is that. Oh, there man. always is that. But uh, there always is that thing about the money, like Will said. But this guy, if I don't know. I'm not going to say fits the profile now, but he just feels like he can just do whatever he wants his way, and he's finding out the hard way. Um, this whole thing with the Saints is pretty much a middle finger to the NFL for what's been going on with the Saints and refs and all that stuff. So um, I'm not surprised at all about all this, man. But Antonio Brown has got nobody to blame but Antonio Brown. Yeah, 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 man. Uh, I'm impressed by him. If, you know, I'm, that makes me kind of more of a fan if he can just, you know, on demand like that. So that that's cool. Um, but yeah, so the story's kind of inconsistent in that regard. And then we have all the other stuff, right? Now, all the stories, stories we've heard, you know, and it starts to feel like almost, you know, and let me just get to mine. And like I said, I'm conspiracy Jay today. And um, it starts to feel like a smear campaign, man. So you got this very weird rape allegation. Where it doesn't quite add up, but, you know, we'll all be empathetic to a woman saying she's been raped. But we've seen that's been definitely a movement here in these 2018 and 19. Women just saying they've been raped. Fuck it. True or false. You know, and this is one of those things, eh, if, I'm, if it doesn't happen, nothing really happens to the woman. But the guy goes through the goddamn ringer. You know? And if this thing, I have to theorize, if this thing was... True, Antonio Brown would be in fucking court. Antonio Brown is out here making videos on Instagram, and he doesn't seem like he's much worried about a, a rape case that's going to keep him out of football. But that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. So let's start to add some of these other aspects into it. So we got the weird rape case, and we got all the other stuff. So let's, you know, hire cool. You know, my man, you know, I love him. Let's give him his info. Stay off the weed. It's stay off the weed. And you can't stay off the weed. He ain't. Uh, Stephen A. goes in. But here are some more of the details about the whole Antonio thing that, that we forgot about. But Antonio Brown, this was unbelievable. What do you make of the entire thing? Well, what I make of it is that he's a disgrace. And there's no way to slice that. I can't excuse 
the kind of behavior that he has exhibited is absolutely positively embarrassing. He should be ashamed of himself. His family should be ashamed of him. His friends should be ashamed of him. And nobody should condone this kind of behavior because when you look at it, you can talk about whether it was orchestrated or not or whatever. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. You forced your way out of Pittsburgh, even though a lot of people didn't like that. I was speaking to him at that particular moment in time. It was a business decision. Guaranteed money it ran out. He wanted to go someplace else. But what was your excuse in Oakland? You got the guaranteed dollars you were looking for, A. B, the cryotherapy treatment that went wrong and made you have the ugliest feet on the planet that you decided to show to everybody as if we wanted to see that. Okay, that had nothing to do with the Raiders. The helmet issue, not with just one grievance, but two grievances. That had nothing to do with the Raiders. The helmet that you couldn't discover, you couldn't find one to wear, even though they have 40 different options and over 2,000 players were in the NFL at the time because you had 89 dudes on the roster. Only one man was filing a grievance and threatening to retire. One man. Not Tom Brady, not Aaron Rodgers, nobody. Just Antonio Brown. And then, you know, you stand up, John Gruden, you go to Mike Mayock, you threaten to punch him in the face, you call him a cracker or whatever. Now, I am not a white individual, so y'all have to tell me what that means to y'all. But I know that as a black man, if you called me the N-word and you weren't black, we'd have a problem. So you reverse that. As a black man calling a white person a cracker, how are they supposed to take that? These are all the things that you did, and we're supposed to believe it was in an effort to walk away from $20 million in additional guarantees, because you were guaranteed 30, or actually 29.125 million, since you got the $1 million signing mm-hmm. bonus once you signed on there. We're supposed to believe that the other $19.1 million, you walked away from all of that because you wanted to be in New England with structure and discipline and held accountable where you don't get the whole team planes hostage. Look, man, um, you know, Stephen A. goes into a few things there. So we already had the rape. Um, the and Let's start in Pittsburgh. We had the, him filming a, a Tomlin speech. Now, that's legitimate. Um, but what Skip Bayless came out and said that I didn't know had been reported, that really was the, the straw that broke the camel's back was Antonio Brown allegedly called Ben Roethlisberger a cracker. Okay? Then, fast forward, Mike Mayock, Oakland Raiders GM, he calls him a cracker. That gets him out of town. Um, Then we get the the whole fucking helmet fiasco that was kind of weird. Um... Something about his feet that went down a hell of a amount of practice. You know, so we got like all these weird events. And I don't know, man. I, I don't, a part of me feels like it's been somewhat of a smear campaign on Antonio Brown for whatever reasons. Um, I believe if it was straight up, he's a rapist and he raped somebody, they just keep him out the goddamn league and say that. And there will be charges pressed and legal investigations going down. Doesn't seem those things are happening. So now, when you ask old heavy hand, um, Antonio Brown's out of football. We got this shoddy-ass rape case going. And we got a bunch of these little events that's, oh, look what he's doing here. And they're just kind of just 
make him look like a diva and unappreciated, and he's calling white people crackers. Something, you know, that's kind of a first. <laughs> you know, we ain't really heard that go down much in sports, at least reportedly. Um, I feel like it's a smear campaign. Let's talk about it. Willa, what you think about it, man? Man, I, I'm, I, I can't agree with you with the, with the smear campaign because he's doing it to himself, you know. He called a guy a cracker. They kicked him out. He got on another team. He called, you know, then he pulled this move again uh, with, uh, you know, know, he, know, he pulled all the moves Stephen A. was talking Huh? I mean, we didn't – how do we know that actually happened? It's just reports of this happening. Yeah, I mean, we don't know that it happened. So, But he, we know that he went from one team to another. Like Stephen yeah. A. said, it was a business move. He went to the Raiders. Then he started – for some reason, he wasn't he wasn't with the Raiders. Uh, for some reason, he didn't want to be with the Raiders anymore. So he went to he went to Baltimore. I mean, not to Baltimore. He went to New England, and New England gave him a chance, and he blew that. You know what I'm saying? We've got to remember that. What did he do in New England? Because yeah, tweet. Yeah, the the text messages after the guy after the rape charges. After the rape charges came out, you know, they probably told him, hey, man, we can't have anything more from you. Then he does the tweet. Then he clowns. Then he, then he, he goes in on uh, Robert Kraft and those guys on his tweet. So this, these are reports, you know. These are real tweets that he did. You know, it's, it's his fault. You know, I don't think this is a smear campaign. I, I, I can understand where you're coming from. They are given all the reasons why and it might sound like a smear campaign but I don't I don't think we can call it that. I think this is all 100% all on him. He did what he did. He uh made his bed so he's got to lay in it, man. And he's good enough. He'll be back in the league eventually, but this is him, man. This is all Antonio Brown, man. He's got something, you know, something's wrong with him. He wants to be in the league one one second. The league is uh blackballing him the next second. He he's he retires from football the next next second. Then he wants to be back in the next second, you know. He's, you know, something's wrong with the dude. You know, and this is all his, this is all off of his tweet. Yeah. This isn't yeah. anything reported, so, you know. Uh, yeah, what can I say? Sign, your thoughts. Is it a smear campaign? Hell no, man. I mean, at a certain point, man, when you're a grown man, you know, you got to be held accountable for the, your actions, man, what you say and what you do. And, you know, uh, he wants... My thing is this. If you want to argue that maybe these charges from these women is like they're trying to – they see what's going on with Antonio, so they want to throw maybe some Trump charges on him to try to maybe jump on the, the, the sinking ship type situation, that's a different situation. That's a whole different argument, discussion. But the man was on three different teams in less than a year. So are we going to really – and two of them are – what you considered some of the best organizations in football, Pittsburgh and New England, that have history of being, um, you know, like the gold standard of the NFL, you know? So you're saying that Pittsburgh, Oakland, and New England had this type of smear campaign uh, collusion type situation where we're going to tear down Antonio Brown. That's going a little too far now. You, well, there's I mean, a lot of collusion case. It's obviously a clear collusion case versus Colin Kaepernick. So it's not like they don't do that. 
Yeah, but 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 my my thing. What what would be the thing is he wanted his money, right? He got his money from Oakland. Mm-hmm. He was still unhappy. Then it was he wanted to be in New England. He got to New England. Then he still wasn't. Then he still was acting up. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Yeah. So here's here's the my reason why New England let him. This is here, so this is the reason why I believe argument. New England let him go. Yeah. I believe they let him go is because the most important ability is availability. When you got these charges going on, and then you're act, act you're acting kind of reckless about it as far as these texts and stuff. They can't rely on you. They don't know if you're going to be able to play the whole season. They don't know if a suspension's coming down the pipe. So they rather get rid of you, not have to pay you the money, uh, because maybe down the line you won't be in a uniform. They got to be able to rely on you. That's very important, man. You know that yep. they're paying they're paying these dudes a lot of money. People got to remember that they got to ma- they got to make sure that. You're going to be out there to help them when they need you most, which is in January. So that's, that's what it. it is, man. That, that's really what it is, man. I just feel like the accusation, the see what's been reported. Um, you know, he didn't want this money, and you know, I, I don't know how solidified those accusations are, and we don't never hear AB ever comment about them. Now maybe there's disclosures about contracts i don't know but we never hear actual facts now what's been reported about this rape thing doesn't seem solid and then there's no doesn't seem to be much follow-up to it um all that we got now you you telling me the guy going around calling white people crackers god damn he's almost asking for it you know what i mean it just seems inflammatory to some degree but fair enough Fair enough, fair enough. Let, let's get our and, and let's, let's be our real. Seat. And let's be real. He, the big reason why that was an issue was if that was the 48th man on the roster and he got into it into some training camp altercation, he called him a cracker. Non-issue. It probably doesn't even come out. He said that to his general manager. Also, coordination. Um, ben Roethlisberger. No? Ben Roethlisberger basically run the franchise in Pittsburgh, and he called Ben a cracker apparently over. The music, then yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to dictate yeah. what music is played, and AB said, yeah. "I'm just talking about the most recent one with the, yeah, with the, with the, with the general why the Oakland, why the Oakland thing was a big deal. I just feel the, like the that's Ben thing. We know on. about that. Does that feel like yeah. it's adding on? Like, I mean, damn, he's just going around calling dudes crackers now. That seems inflammatory, but shit, I'm I'm willing to be wrong here. Uh, RC, what what you think, man? Seems I'm the odd man out here. Uh, all number 84, back at it again. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know what he is right now. Uh, part-time rapper, he's been putting out music videos, uh, guitarists, things like that. But one thing he is, is for sure, he's out of his mind. He's out of his tree, man. He's been doing a lot of crazy things over the years. And like I said earlier, Mike Thomas, the blame and the way he's been acting in Pittsburgh, it's just you got a, you got a, a, a bad... It's like if you pick up a dog from the from the pound. They're just gonna go their ways as they knew as they only knew before. He uh I don't know where he got the idea of leaving Oakland it was gonna be a smart move, uh, other than a Super Bowl or possible Super Bowl appearance with the Patriots because that money that was given. And let's be honest, man, the Raiders are still somehow mathematically in the playoff hunt. But if they had Antonio Brown, he would have been having MVP type numbers in the Oakland system that they have because they have no wide receivers and. 
there's this there's this little white guy they have. I forget from Clemson. I forget his name, but I mean, <laughs> you know, this little nerdy dude had more touchdowns than Odell Beckham in Week 13. So uh, Raiders definitely had a, a, a place for him, and he pretty much burned that bridge, threw gas on it, dumped some other trash on it, whatever. But you know the the way that his his whole personality's been, it just seems like a bad symptom, a, a bad case of um, a bipolar individual who's been having, who just really doesn't know how to get the right help. Um, you know, like Willis said, when when he was with the Patriots and and got dumped, you start talking shit about Robert Kraft. I guarantee you, if he never said anything, the Patriots probably would have brought him back. But you can't shit on the you can't shit on Bob Kraft and expect you get a second chance in, in New England. And about the part in Pittsburgh. JP, you were saying, how do we know that's true? So that, that that story about the no music thing and calling Ben a cracker, which, by the way, that's just funny as hell to me. That's like his favorite word. It's his bread and butter, I guess. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he said Which that is fucking absurd and something never heard. Look, man, let me tell you something about yeah. black people. Yeah. Let me give y'all some black people info. We don't sit around and talk and call people racial slurs. In, in casual conversation, I, I was and, just gonna and ask. Cracker <laughs> is not a word we even use. Okay, it's not even inflammatory enough. It's not insulting enough. Like, I mean, I don't know, man. I, go ahead. Oh no, not much. I just wanted to say that it was that report came out from a Pittsburgh Steelers teammate that was in the locker room. So that's where that came yeah. from. No, nah, but the. But look, A.B., you know, you could argue should he have said that or not, but this is the real issue. What the fuck's wrong with Ben Roethlisberger, bro? This is football. This is competition. We want to get, you know, we want to get pumped up. You talking about no music in the locker room? Fuck out of here with that, you know? Like, and now, well, well, Shannon, no, Sharp said, Shannon Sharp oh, said, yeah, I for sure. agree with. Shannon Sharp said, look, now Ben might be the quarterback, but you're still a player. I don't have to follow orders outside the football field when it comes to offensive plays from you. You don't get to tell us what kind of music be played. Fuck you. You know? No, but what I'm saying is at any level of sports, right? Football, basketball, whatever, right? High school, college, whatever. I mean, music has always been evolved. That's some weirdo shit from Big Man, man. You know? You don't want no music? Like, dude, what, what's wrong with you? You want what? You want to meditate like a fucking weirdo? You know? Nah, bro. We're trying to get ready for this shit, you know? <laughs> like, I don't get that. That was kind of weird. Now, I'm on the side as far as, you know, checking Big Ben and all that. But, you know, you know, maybe he could have came at him a little differently and all that. But, but also, when you do that, that, you know, like I said, the quarterbacks are the power brokers, you know? So once you yep. rub that dude the wrong way, you already know what he's doing. He going up into the coach's office later on and say, "Oh yeah, he got to go." You know, he can't he can't make a fool out of me in front of people. You know, so we know what it yeah. is. Yep, yep, yep. Well, yeah, man. Well said, fellas. Enough said. Uh, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Uh, I was out here willing to be wrong on this one. I just felt like there might be a smear campaign about OAB. You know, some shit seems inconsistent. There's definitely some inconsistencies that I think we all acknowledged. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'll always remain a skeptic when it comes to these, these, these dudes who don't line up with the narrative, per se, and keep that fucking helmet on and be quiet. The NFL is about the name on the front, not the back. And when you don't follow suit, 
We'll, we'll get some shit going about you, man. This day. To this day. To this day. But I'll be wrong here, man. And I just want to do a quick wrap because I promised it on the, on the headline, man. Boom. Lakers lost to the Clippers again. Look, it's hard for us Lakers fans to understand this, man. I don't know what the equivalency here is. Um, let's see what Willa got out there. There's a lot of teams in Texas. Um, it's like the freaking, I don't know, the, the, the Texans beating Dallas in a Super Bowl or whatever or some shit like that. That's little, bro, but it's not even to the same equivalency as the Clippers and the Lakers relationship. This is a team that's destitute that should never, ever, 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 ever have the audacity to even act like you want to talk to us. Like, you know, don't even play with us like that. Just stay under mediocre, and that's typical life. But this abrupt turn in this relationship between Lakers and Clippers really has us Laker fans in our feelings, man. And I got to keep it 